0: This week on the Ocean Cruises podcast, we are speaking with Christina and John from the YouTube sailing channel Christina's Travels. Christina and John are both from Australia and have started their cruising life on a journal 50DS on the east coast of Australia from Melbourne to the Great Barrier Reef. Prior to cruising, Christina was a television journalist and a TV presenter, and John was an airline pilot and a photographer, which gave them the perfect skill set for making travel documentaries on the water. After cruising Australia and recently spending time in Christina's ancestral home of Greece, they are now making plans to see the rest of the world by sailboat. If you want to follow their journey, check out their YouTube channel, Christina's Travels. You can support the podcast on Patreon and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, watch the interviews on YouTube and download the audio on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The original plan was uh, save up like 20 grams and go to Australia, buy a sailboat, and then gradually figure out what to do. And this was like 25 years ago. So the plan was basically work in strawberry fields, do slave labor, um, you know, like British people always did do in Australia. That was what we went over (laughs) there for originally, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I'm just taking it back to the colonial roots. We'll just go, uh, you know, we'll just go doing it crappy old job in Australia, and we'll just gradually, like, sail around, like, you know, the internet emphasis then. Yeah, it's just – it's it takes a while, doesn't it? You know, like when you have a dream and you want to do it, it takes a while to get there.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it does. It takes a while, I reckon, like, financially to set yourself up, but also to psych yourself up for it because it's huge, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, leaving everything behind that you've worked so hard for and become accustomed to, it's a bit of a challenge. But it's once you go, like, you yeah. never regret it. Sourcing. yeah without a
0: doubt i mean because it's a big plunge you know and it's like obviously like you've you both had incredibly strong successful careers to work so hard for something that literally 99 of the population would just be in awe of you for like oh my god you've got these amazing jobs you've got everything together like what on earth are you doing you know who says
2: yeah. that i tell yeah, them and
0: they're just stupid well, but what do you think this <laughs>
2: Yeah. Pretty much, my like, but you don't know how to sail.
1: Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I my granddad saying to me because he grew up on the sea in Scotland and he's like, mm-hmm. Oh, you need to be sailing your whole life to do something like that. Yeah. He's like, It's kind of got to be in your veins, like, you know, I don't know. Yeah,
2: <laughs> my dad's the same. Well,
1: but, yeah. veins so anyway. You did it, you, you inherited it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you yeah. probably like have Viking blood in you or something.
1: Oh, I don't know, I don't know. Scots really, yeah. I don't know.
0: Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, and the thing is, what once you once you get your life in place and you actually get yourself to the point where you've managed to do it, you can just go the same part, it's actually the easiest part. That's not anything at all. Um, yeah, but yeah, and you know, like what I've realized through speaking to like so many different people, like cruising, I'm doing the podcast and all sorts. Is like, you know, the more you accumulate, the more wealth you have, you would assume that, oh, that just makes everything easy. No, it doesn't. Because like, the more money you have, the more assets, the more whatever, the more responsibility, the more things you have to deal with when you're away. Like, this it's difficult, whatever type of life situation you're in, to give everything up and just go. Like, it's never easy. No, that's, that's
1: it. It's funny, you know, like, with the career thing that you're talking about, and like, from an outsider's perspective, going, oh, you've got everything and you've got this career. And I know, like, we're both pretty lucky and I know, like, I have lots of mates and colleagues that want to do similar things but didn't quite get there and they've started doing other things and they really would have loved to have had the careers that we had and I know we're really lucky. But um, it's funny, isn't it? I think, like, we're accustomed to, as human beings, I think about this a lot, is, like, it doesn't matter what you're doing, you never, like, the grass is always greener. And, yeah. and also like, also like change, like you never, like, I don't think you assume as you're ever going to be in a situation where like, okay, this is it. I've made it uncomfortable. Like even yeah. if you're for a while, I think after a while, you're going to go, okay, this is great. We're having an awesome time, but I need something to, that, that might like to put my energy into like a project or whatever. And then sure. you might start, you know, a YouTube channel or a podcast just to kind of scratch that, itch of feeling like you've got purpose beyond just sailing and enjoying yourself so it's funny isn't it but Mm -hmm. and I guess that's um yeah like change is sort of what keeps things interesting isn't it
2: definitely it's interesting I was I was um reading this quote the other day I think it was from oprah i'm gonna butcher it but essentially said (laughs) you can (laughs) you you can have everything but just not all at once and that really resonated with me because you know life is a long journey and it doesn't all have to be at the one hit one time you know straight away you know you can have
0: she's a good example of that as well like she has done she has taken her a long way to get where she is now you know she's an old lady
1: yeah. Yeah. She yeah, yeah. doesn't look it. Like
0: she still looks in her 50s, but you know, she is <laughs> <laughs> she in the 70s, yeah. I suppose. She was interviewing Donald Trump and people still liked him. That's how old she is. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> that's a testament to her age. Yeah. 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 No, no, it's it's um it's true, yeah. And but you're doing it, you know, that's the cool thing. You're uh well, you've yeah. done it and then you're gonna do it more, and you know, all that type of stuff. <laughs> so it's great.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's yeah. been yeah.
2: amazing. I still, like, sometimes pinch myself and think, did that actually happen? <laughs> and sometimes I think, wow, like, was I really a reporter? Like, was that, Is that the same person? Just because I feel like I've grown so much during the whole sailing journey and sort of feel like this is a life as well now. So to go back to that career and that life just seems so distant.
1: Yeah, but, you know, the... I don't know. Um,
2: you don't. You know. You don't know what you don't know. That's and true. Did not say that? Yeah,
1: don't yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know it's where I way got way that,
2: to... that one from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: The COVID was like. I oh, know talking about COVID didn't take long, but I said to Cassandra, "We won't talk about COVID. Everyone's over it. No nice to hear about it." But you know, no, right.
0: everyone's still getting it. The people I just did a podcast with, they had it, and then oh, they, really? they invited a patron onto their boat. It's like a, a gift, a nice thing to do. And then, then the patron got it. So they oh, had to delay a trip for two weeks. And then the patron had to delay the trip for two weeks. So they're now a month behind with the plans because of COVID oh, still.
1: Oh, <laughs> still uh, that's not so good. Because obviously we just got back from Greece. And and uh, it was just operations normal over there. Mm. And, and yeah. it just seems like it's a thing of the past. Yeah. Like when you're out and about. But obviously... There you go, still still lurking out there. But, yeah, we, you know, it's funny, like it was a good, uh like if there was a silver lining for us, it was just that time, like forced time off to make you realise like, okay, we're not going to work, we're maybe not earning the money that we were and we're still alive. <laughs> maybe we don't need to work as hard as we have been, you know. So, it's yeah, and that was like the catalyst for us. Just enough to – it was that last sort of 5%, 10% that we needed just to push us. Yeah. That's good.
0: A, yeah, like I said, that's crazy that Grease did that because Grease did that for my wife. Yeah, right?
1: <laughs> I know, mate. So, it must be either Ouzo or I don't know what it is, something <laughs> about Greece. Oh, no, it could be the Uzo. <laughs> and it's so cheap there too. It's like water, isn't yeah. it? It's
0: just- and it's nice. Like where else can you get like a bottle of a spirit for like €6 Euros and it's good? If I go down here and get a €6 Euro bottle of whiskey – I, I <laughs> would shit blood for weeks. It's horrible. <laughs> my um, so. It's nice and cheap.
1: It is good. Yeah, we went to this restaurant in Greece and, like, you didn't order the food by what food you wanted. You ordered, like, the type of, like, ouzo or the other one. I forget what it's called. And they bring you a bottle and they just bring you tapas. Like, it's just, like, that's yeah. how. yeah, it's cool.
2: After three weeks. <laughs> I my, like
1: ordering food that way. My, Jane, drink. my jeans
2: didn't fit me after three weeks.
1: <laughs> <But> it was bit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, the thing, it, you know, I mean, the food is kind of healthy, although they do have, like, quite a bit of fried stuff. But I was really into the, um, it's not shawarma, it's the Greek version of a shawarma, you know, with the wrap, like in the pizza. Oh. Oh, like chicken
1: yeah. or yeah. or
0: whatever. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, gyros, yeah, that's it. <clears throat> so yeah, I was doing yeah. them and you get the yoghurt on them and stuff. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, again, they're so cheap. It's like two euros and it's basically yeah. a meal. Um, yeah. I don't think
2: yeah, had any... It's, it's crazy. I think it was more to do with how much we were eating. The quantity.
1: <laughs> <The> sheer volume. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Uh, so where did you guys go? Where were you in Greece, like for your charter? Were you down in Cuclides? So
0: right, so we arrived in Athens. Then we went to Syros. Um, no, that was it. Yeah, we started in Syros. And then we went to, like, Mykonos, Naxos, Paros, Solos. Uh, we did all those um mate it's beautiful i i used to go to greece a lot when i was a teenager because at the time it was was crazy cheap um like you could go for a full night out with like 15 euros no problem which when you're a teenager and you've only got 15 euros that's like amazing so um yeah the hotels you know like 20 euros a night for a hotel it was fantastic so that I used is. to go there all the time and snorkel and scuba dive, and just—I just used to take the guitar and we just used to go and like play music, and it was that great, is. man. Hi- hippie days, it was good. Was trying to get back to it, uh, so uh, yeah. And then um, the yeah, the next time I went after that, I, I lived way on the other side of the world for like twelve years, was uh, in October, and I was just like it's the best country in the world,
1: honestly, it's, isn't it? We were and saying Singapore it's like so nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and laid back and, um, yeah, amazing. Like, Christina and I being from Australia, like, in our early times, like, ah, uh, for you, it was Greece. For us, it was Asia because it's like cheap and close. And, you know, that's where you went up when you finished school. And for yeah. us, like, going yeah. there, like, man, this is like the Asia of Europe. Like, it's just Definitely. cheap. Yeah, yeah. And like, awesome. The food's good and, like, yeah, made just good turrets. times to be had. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like, Bali for Australians is uh yeah. to Europeans, I think, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, Sorry, mate, gone.
0: Oh no, and, and like just for sailing as well. Uh, I mean, what a place! You know, there's just islands everywhere. Uh, you know, you more or less guaranteed a certain level of protection and anchorage, so you can always get sleep. Um, all the towns have got facilities for cruisers. It's just like it's it's incredible, such a good place. So yeah, we I think we want to spend about three years in Greece. Oh, awesome. Probably tie in a final season with, like, Turkey, Bodrum area. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we could stay for longer. Every, yeah, we... Everyone who I know who was, like, started in Greece and then gone, they're all like, oh, we should have stayed in Greece. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe it's not the best place to start. You might not want to leave.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 true. Yeah, yeah. So how were you guys? Because we our original plan was to do what you, like, what's exactly what you're talking about, like just do a few seasons in the med. And we had a mate of a mate who was over there looking for boats at the time. And I was sort of like getting intel from him going, how's it How's it been? Like, what's going on over there? And he's like, yeah, it's fine. You know, I'm getting around, looking at boats, everything's open. And then slowly but surely, as we were making our plans to head over there, he was like, oh, no, it's changed now. I've got to get out. And he, he bailed and went back to New Zealand. Um, what was as that
0: for? It, Was that because of COVID or something?
1: Yeah, yeah. But it was a while ago. Like, it was over a year ago. And um, and then we were like, okay, this isn't going to work. And we sort of pulled the pin on that idea. But um, uh, where was it going with the story?
2: Not sure, but that's when we purchased a car. I do that
1: all the time. It's okay. I'm just sorry, man. I get so consumed in the storytelling, I forget the point of telling it. Yeah, (laughs) there was a point to it. Yeah, no. So well, we mate, ended up it.
2: purchasing Takana and yeah, doing it in Australia instead. But I'm not, you know, I don't regret that decision at all. I feel oh, like God. the sailing in Australia prepared us for, you know, massive, massive tides, um, you know, currents,
1: bar crossings, bar
2: crossings, and massive sails too. Massive sales, like big sales. Obviously, in Greece, you know, every two three hours you're at a new island. Like in Australia, sometimes we could spend seven hours, an overnight passage, until we get to the next island that has protection for us. So, um, yeah, personally, smart. like Australia was amazing uh, given the circumstances of COVID, and Takana was a beautiful boat and is a beautiful boat.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it worked well. Yeah, we I just couldn't believe the Met, Like when we went sailing, the med were like. Ah, this is what it's about. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just—it's so <laughs> enjoyable. It's like a big yeah. lake, isn't it? Like, I mean, obviously, we didn't get the big, strong male tamers or anything like that. But it was just like so easy. Did a lot of motoring, but other than that, it was—we
2: did a bit of sailing too, which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Except to
1: motor a bit. Yeah, I've, I've got quite a few friends who would love to
0: come into the med, but they're just like, I don't have the engine for it. That's yeah, the only <laughs> yeah. reason why they've never come in. Yeah, yeah it's just there's so many like local weather systems that sometimes they just cancel each other out and they come out of nowhere and like predicting weather is really difficult
1: um, yeah yeah but yeah, yeah for
0: it's, sure. it's, it's great that you're committed to it but like you know i remember so like when you guys first started like putting uh, your sailing videos on i picked up on it like real like right at the start i think because we we were looking at the we've, we we want to get a genoa and then you guys put a boat tour of a geno so i was like oh watch this and then um, I remember watching like the first episodes where he went sailing, and I was like, "Shit, they really aren't that, you know, good yet." And they're actually like really going out and doing sailing in heavy weather. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like some of it was serious. I remember watching; I was like, "That's like a really hard introduction into living on a
1: boat." Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: were you, um, were you guys making bets of how long it was going to take us to the guys <laughs> in the yard no, done we'll done get work. somewhere?
1: <laughs> yeah, the guys in the yard in Melbourne that were helping us, like, were, I'm sure they were placing bets, like, how far we'd get. Like, would we get yeah. out the head? <laughs> how I much we were in Sydney? It yeah. was
2: serious stuff. I think the fact that we were so naive, in particular me, like, John, you were pretty serious and you were going, Christina, this isn't a joke. Like, as we were leaving the marina, <laughs> Christina
0: figured out, to get serious. <laughs>
2: I mean, no, seriously, like, as we we're about to do a four day passage to get to our first location. Through the bass Strait, which is one in of winter in winter which is you know one so of it's the, like
1: your um it'd be like your um biscay type thing yeah maybe a tough one sometimes yeah
2: yeah so you know this was our very very first passage essentially awesome. and it didn't hit me until we were waving goodbye to our friends and then i was like oh what do we do now <laughs>
0: Yeah, but it's um, great because like you learned in some tough conditions, like without a doubt, high tidal areas. Uh, like that's the only thing about the Med. Like you'll you'll see a lot of people who spend a lot of time on boats, sailboats in the Med, charter skippers. Um, They're really not that great at sailing because there's not that many. There's not you don't get that consistent winds like across the Mediterranean, and it's so easy because there's no tide. You don't have to take tide into account at all. and and like if you sail in the uk you've got like 40 meter tides in some places i think like it's it's unbelievable um so you learned somewhere where it's really hard when you get to the med it's just going to be a breeze
1: yeah yeah Yeah. it was so cool like as well being able to just do the med mooring like up onto the uh, town key and step off and like just it's so nervous about
2: that yeah because they don't do that here in australia in australia you either go to a marina and the marinas have fingers so you know you have your own little area step off like pontoon or you anchor and you tender to shore and Um, it's
1: usually a long way out too because the anchorage is really shallow so especially with our boat with the draft you end up like way out the back and you're like usually not that protected and because you've got to allow for that tide, tidal fall too.
2: But you know, okay, we we had to do without. But some of the islands in Australia were absolutely amazing. Like we obviously got to sail across the Great Barrier Reef and see some pretty beautiful places, remote islands. Mm. Um, sometimes there were there was only like another boat with us. We went to some gorgeous yeah. keys, and there was this one other boat with us. Okay.
1: Okay. Oh. Yeah. yeah
2: yeah and yeah it was um you know we obviously it was difficult but it was absolutely beautiful and I think we definitely oh, yeah. yeah the
1: rewards are there for sure yeah yeah it's yeah it's good but you just yeah that you it, and it's great like it's great if you want to sail a lot because you end up yeah every from Anchorage to Anchorage is usually like minimum sort of 40 miles at least Maybe a hundred.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. We didn't, we didn't use much. We, honestly, we didn't use much fuel at all going from, you know, Melbourne all the way up the East coast.
1: Yeah. We managed to do a lot of sailing.
2: Yeah. We did a lot of sailing.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've seen the best parts of Australia by sailboat. That's a massive
1: tick off the list. Yeah. Yeah. Without doubt, I mean, you know, and,
0: I mean, like Australia is just a generally incredibly dangerous place because of there's so many things that will kill you, like in your apartment now, possibly there could be something somewhere, but the like you can, an anchorage will just have sharks standards, but like bigger sharks.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like sharks that
0: can kill you. Yeah. Yeah. That's really uncomfortable for me. See, I'm really looking forward to getting across the Pacific, but I'm thinking might have to skip Australia because there is no Uh way my wife is getting in the water. In Australia.
2: Yeah, in it, it was always on our mind, particularly when we were like diving on some of the reef. You do swim with reef sharks, but we have heard of stories from our friends where like tiger sharks come out of nowhere, um, particularly if they're spearfishing and obviously the sharks can scent that there's a fish in distress. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was every single time we jumped out of that tender into the water with our fins and snorkel on your heart was racing, wasn't it? <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I mean, it's just, that is another tick for the med, like just no, nothing that can really, and the crystal clear water. Because so in, in Australia, it's always, the water's always like a bit uh, murky, murky because of the sandy and muddy bottom, but obviously around Greece, it's always like crystal clear, that blue phosphorescent water. But yeah, in Australia, it's always like the vis is never really that good just because of the tides and the currents and everything um so that was yeah we didn't spend a lot of time as much time as we would have liked in the water and I'm sure there's heaps of people that do mm. but we just never really got that comfortable with it but then in yeah. the med we, we never left the water like every time we had like the boat slowed down enough to get in the water someone's in the water yeah awesome. and sometimes
2: <laughs> yeah. we jump in the water over in the med with like 200 meters of water underneath us like if we did that in Australia whoa <laughs> you would be so Definitely nervous little... yeah, to exactly. see like yeah, you'd see a marlin like jump out right next to you, and that's you know I gotta say that's another incredible thing about Australia is they have incredible green zones and um, yeah,
1: that's the flip side. And to you it. can't
2: fish in these green zones, but they're yeah. full of um, incredible species, and you know we'd see dolphins all the time, the and turtles, life, and they? you know dugongs and whales. It was pretty spectacular. We didn't really see any of that marine life in in the med at all. So we saw a dolphin. Yeah, that's- we saw
0: <laughs> we saw one well, point of you'll see a ton of dolphins. Yeah. Well, like when when we were in Greece, there's a lot of turtles in Greece, which is really cute. Yes. Um, there's one beach where like I think I think it's a world-famous beach, actually. I think for like uh turtles reproducing, laying their eggs and stuff. Um, at a certain time of year, thousands of turtles just come out of the sands and, and walk into the ocean. So you get a lot of turtles, a lot of dolphins, but not much else. Um, like you're not getting any reefs, you're not getting any. You know, of those reef type of fish, you know, like angel fish or clown fish or anything like that, you're not getting any of that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a trade off because there's also not to leak you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you guys get stingers over there, like jellyfish in, in the med? The oh, yeah, oh,
0: Yeah. It's like when we were in the Balearics in summer, there was a couple of days where you look down and you're like, I'm not. Oh, yeah. Out. It's not going to kill you. They're not. I know, because I know that there is a jellyfish that can actually kill you. Um, nothing like that you'll just get a little sting but like trying to go to sleep in a cockpit when it's like 30 degrees at night you've got jellyfish stings i'm like no you oh, know because <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: i saw in the app that we we're using over there i can't remember the name of it but it was like um for people to report jellyfish like if there's oh, was like a- navly navly yeah 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 yeah, yeah they and put
0: jellyfish I- things on it yeah
1: I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, I wonder if they get a lot of jellyfish and that must be why. It's like in Australia, it's only in the summer or the wet season up north that you get sort of north of Brisbane where you start to get a lot of the stingers. But the ones in Australia, I'll see the vast, oh, not probably not. Yeah, well, quite a few of them will. Yeah, well, the box jellyfish will kill you. And there's these little ones called Irukandji. They're incredible. It's like they're tinier than your, like, your little fingernail and you can't Often you can't see them. And they, I can't remember the exact what it does to you, but it has it has like some psychological effect on people that lasts for a long time and it's um can yeah. make them really sick for a really long time, but it's quite oh, fascinating. Yeah, it's um and they're slowly migrating south. It
2: messes with your nervous system. Yeah, it
1: really messes with your nervous system. Um yeah, it's just yeah, yeah you don't amazing. want to be
2: stung by water. So one there's of them. that,
1: and the sharks and yeah. But it's Very like good. we're not really a good picture for sailing in Australia. But I think it's because we're so excited about.
2: But you know, that, you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just that. Yeah, John's got his heart set on Greece. Um, but yeah, we did most of the time when we did uh, go for a swim, we just anchored up and then took the tender to shore and then just swam off a beach. Really? Yeah,
0: shallow water. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And we never, you never swim at dusk or dawn. That's you know. Um, a saying here as well because that's when the sharks come out to feed <laughs> and i think they actually have terrible vision so it's not that they want okay. to feed you it's just that they can't see properly and they just yeah. take a chunk.
0: <laughs> i mean they always say with a shark it's like they're either aggravated which is unusual or it's mistaken identity um mm-hmm. which is yeah f- fair enough but man australians are just built different like you know you this is cool for you um You've got kangaroos that look like bodybuilders for christ's sake like what are those, what are those things i thought they were memes i don't think that was real when i first saw these, these pictures of these things online i felt like somebody superimposed the rock's body into like a kangaroo and then i found, I found out later from my friend dave who's another like, real like they're really hard and they box
1: too like they'll
0: go on oh, the back
1: they and boxed boxed yeah. yeah yeah
0: those, those are pretty wild beasts
1: yeah no, there's some weird stuff going on in Australia, but it's worth worth the, like worth coming to check out for sure. There's a lot of interesting stuff to see, and um, yeah, there but it's just... a long way, isn't it, for you guys? Like, if it was, you'd kind of want to be doing a circumnavigation or something to get here, right? You wouldn't come you have like to you do wouldn't... a
0: circumnavigation,
1: yeah. yeah. I was and saying it's...
0: before, like Australia is just like too far from everything. Um,
1: yeah, like it long really life. needs
0: to be closer,
1: and it it's does. crazy
0: because it's like it's a it's a ginormous island which is basically like a little Europe in a way yeah. or bigger because there's like not that many people considering the size of it, but well, there's no really. one else like you around. Well, apart from New Zealand, I suppose. Well, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's just like in the middle of Asia to a certain extent.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. It's kind of funny, but it's weird, you know, like um, the thing that sort of surprised me, like when I started flying and I did a lot of flying over the Pacific to LA um, and, you know, you would sort of like, see these islands out the window on the way over and do a bit of research. And like Namia or New Caledonia was what really surprised me. It's not far. It's like, as you're flying, it's only a couple of hours off the coast and we hear the radio chatter and it's all in French, you know, like, it's like a French colony, just like just off the Australian coast. And they're all speaking French. Like, it's just, yeah, it's amazing how like uh, all these different cultures are scattered out across the pacific you know like yeah it's amazing and then in Fiji you've got like the Indian influence just Indian uh Fijian Indians Indian no yeah yeah yeah
2: it's uh, interesting it's pretty amazing as well you know as we went up along to across the great barrier reef I think a lot of people were surprised at how green and lush and you know um, some of the islands are yeah. completely by forest um
1: yeah. and that was
2: surprising to me as well. When I think of the Great Barrier Reef, I think of just reef and coral. And I think as we made our way up the coast, it was great to be able to share those islands with, um, you know, the global community because they may not realise how spectacular some of those spots are, particularly Hinchinbrook. When we went there, it sort of felt like Jurassic Park. And, you know, as we made our way north again, like the water just gets that really crystal clear blue um it's like a turquoise and you know I don't think many people get to experience and see that for themselves so um I think that was a really cool thing to be able yeah. to share with people yeah I yeah, think sure. there's like
1: a there's a community of cruisers, and like basically the season is the winter is when everyone goes north so like the prevailing winds uh from the southeast. Through winter, so it's perfect because you get an awesome run up the east coast. You can sort of sail every day on a beam reach sort of thing. It's um yeah, it's pretty sweet. And then and then towards the end of the season, around November, the wind swings around and becomes northerly, and everyone sort of sails back down south out of the cyclone area, which is north. I think for insurance, it's like north of Brisbane, roughly. So everyone tries to get sort of down around that area um sailing season. So it's like, but only the cruises get out to these islands because they're pretty remote and a lot of them don't have services so you can't there's no infrastructure and there's no um like way to get out there if you're mm. just a tourist wanting to check these places out so it's like it's a pretty it's like the only way to see it really Absolutely
2: and I think that's another really interesting point is there are no services because we have pretty horrific cyclones that that come through the north of Queensland uh through the summer months so we sail in winter and then in summer it's sort of locked down because it's, like, wet season. Um, And so a lot of the resorts that were on these beautiful, spectacular islands are completely completely uninhabited. They've just been left there.
1: They've tried, haven't they? They've really
2: tried. Every
1: island, just about every island has got, like, a big resort that's just been decimated and left to rot. They keep trying. Well, you get that
0: in, like, a lot of the Caribbean islands as well. You know, they've just been pounded too many times so they give up
1: really yeah it's amazing but they keep trying that's the crazy thing like there's still talk of building Mm. um a few of the islands up north
2: and there's so much interesting history as well that we got to you know share and explore with people so
0: Yeah. yeah you know like australia just do such a good job of like protecting their ecosystems on land and by sea and it's like I don't know why other countries just don't say, let's do what they do. Um, yeah. Like, it seems, I mean, it obviously works because it's like, you know, we've watched a few documentaries on it recently, um, just with regards to like certain types of species that you've got there that basically couldn't exist anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Um, because certain areas are so unique and they have like so much diversity. Um, but yeah, it does It does a really, really good job of protecting his walls
1: they're really big on it and they've got like the fisheries are really active as well and when you're heading up north uh where these green zones that Christina talking about there's basically an app and it shows you all the mapping for all the different zones is it fishing zones as you go up the coast but they take it really seriously they even fly around in helicopters like checking to see if you've got a line out the back of your boat and um, they'll take photos and send you like I think it's like a thousand or two thousand dollar fine if you're caught with a line out in one of these green green zones because everyone's you know trolling oh,
2: yeah, for mackerel
1: then. or or whatever. So yeah, uh, yeah so that yeah and and but you know it's a good thing because there's there's plenty of fish you know. So which is the and like yeah just general marine life and the conservation's really good, isn't it? Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's great.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it obviously works and people pay attention to it. You know, it's funny, I've been watching this like Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial because it's just the most <laughs> interesting thing in the history of humans. And um, <laughs> they, were d- they were doing this uh, piece on she tried to like bring a dog into Australia or something. Oh, yes. It,
1: it oh. was like the fine
0: was potentially like hundreds of thousands.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: well, that's crazy. And I'm like, well, no, it stops people from doing it. So
1: yeah. it works. <laughs> they try to make an example out of them, didn't they? they? They made them go to court and everything.
0: Oh, mate! Well, I remember. So they released like this video, and it was it was on TV in the UK, but everyone had it on the news networks. And it was like, have the Australians taken Johnny Depp and Amber Heard hostage? Because this was just <laughs> yeah. like a really strange video. And I remember watching it, and I was like, are they like? Do you know like when you've got somebody behind with like a gun, but then there's a screen in front of the reading that captured yes, by terrorists? I was like, yep. it's something going on here. Like you watch it again. It's so awkward to watch, but like they were apologizing yeah. to
1: Australians, but it wasn't sincere. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that apology. It sounded I actually
2: like, reported on that, would
1: you believe? Oh that's no way.
2: I'll <laughs> send you the video.
1: It's it's that's funny. crazy.
0: So what, yeah. what was what was like? What was the scoop on that? Well, you I
2: Australians the just
0: court. saying they're full of shit, or what?
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, it was. We were all in hysterics, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> right. I think Barnaby Joyce was, uh, oh, the, was the foreign was minister. Foreign minister yeah, yeah, and um, I was at the court with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard walking right past. Um, you know, with a microphone in there, so. Yeah, it was, it was a wild experience, that's for sure. I remember standing there going, oh, this one's going to be up there in the most Man, interesting stories I've reported on. The world must
1: think crazy mad. Hey, like the, yeah. all of those things like
2: Australians are crazy
0: and mad. It's true. <laughs> Mate, this is an absolute fact. Wherever you go on holiday, if there is an Australian, a happy Australian, there's nothing worse than a miserable Australian. Right? <laughs> yeah. that, is, that shouldn't happen. You have to be happy. <laughs> right? You meet a happy Australian, I guarantee you, they're going to be the life of the party, they're going to be full of jokes, good drinkers without a shadow of a doubt, good laughs. And it's just
2: guaranteed
1: good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. No,
2: it's so... Um, yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. Pretty pretty laid back.
2: Very laid back.
1: In Australia. Yeah. Which is yeah. funny, because like it doesn't really, like, match what you see with the whole, like, that Johnny Depp scenario and, like, yeah. the reason... Recent- <laughs> When, when we were overseas, everyone's like, are you all right? Like, what did your government do
2: to you? Yeah, like, they did. They were <laughs> like
1: locked down for so yeah, long. <laughs> yeah, Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: it went on for so long. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's it funny, was funny,
2: though. Know, when we arrived to Greece, everyone was like, American? American? And they, they kept on saying we, they thought we were American, even though we had our Australian accents. They just couldn't believe. We must have been the first Aussies. As soon as the borders <laughs> opened, we were like, out the door. Out we were and um yeah every time we told people that we're australian we're like wow <laughs> you've come a long way <laughs> we haven't seen you in a few years
1: <laughs>
0: well, yeah that is nuts because i remember when i used to go to greece when i was a teenager and that's obviously going back quite a while and paying for a flight from that side of the world to go all the way to greece back in the day would have been super expensive well there was loads of australians there
1: yeah 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 it's funny australians love to travel they they seem to be everywhere but Australia. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> One of your best exports sports is people. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. I, I reckon so. So what yeah. what, what, what with, with the trip that you did in Greece? I mean, how did that go? Which islands did you go to? And like were you doing some sales in between and were you motoring? Like, how how was it?
1: Yeah, it was amazing. It was so
2: incredible. Amazing. We started actually in Athens, so we were able cool. to. Um, yeah, have a boat with Navigare, which was absolutely fantastic. And we had Cascade, uh, which is a 51 footer uh, Beneteau sense, uh, for just under a couple of weeks. And we went straight to um, the Temple of Poseidon and we did a nice. bit of a loop, we went and saw the, um, some beautiful islands in the Cyclades. Uh, and so we did the whole Mykonos thing <laughs> and uh, we went to Kia. Parrots. Um, I've got some places <laughs> here. Actually, we did a
1: loop, so we went. We basically Delos
2: went. was awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, this is um, the same loop that we did. We basically went very similar. Very similar. Yeah, we started yeah. Athens. We went. Um, let's see if I get this right. Christine's got a list, but I think we went um, Temple Poseidon for the night because we started late in the day and it's only just down the road. But it's cool, like sleeping and waking up and seeing the temple like just above you. It's pretty cool. Oh, it's it's mm-hmm. cool, isn't it? And then we went to Kithnos, then we went to Milos, then Foligandros, Delos.
2: Yeah, Mykonos.
1: Mykonos. Yeah. Paros. No, Paros first. Sorry, Paros, Delos, Mykonos. Syros, then Kia. And um, guess what?
2: I found out after Syros that that's where my grandmother, my great-grandmother was born, would you believe? Unbelievable. Syros. Yep. Isn't it
0: great that like they've got like in Syros that the people who are from there and they've got relatives from there that they regard themselves as being Syrosian? I don't know. I'm not sure. We were were having conversations (laughs) with a couple of people from there and have lived there for ages and they were saying like they've got their own mini little culture in a way and they've had it for many
1: years and stuff. Wow. Syros is awesome. Hey, like did you like it like the town it's pretty like um, it's gorgeous like the the, the, the
0: main town what's it what is it? I can't remember the name Poli something yeah. only like yeah, <laughs> Imanapope Imana no, no I'm talking yeah, about you. anyway. you know, anyway you know what I'm talking about it, it's gorgeous um, but nice. yeah when, when you know we were just having the gyros and we were having yoghurt and uh, it's the perfect <laughs> life you know <laughs> it's, it's just so pretty that place um, it is yeah, because,
1: it's, you know,
2: it's just great. Even the marble roads just everywhere, it's so... Oh, yeah.
1: It's very different to the rest of the islands around the Cyclades, isn't it? Like, because you've got that, you know, the whitewashed um, islands, but then in Syros, it's sort of like more of a Venetian mm. style with the big, like, with, yeah, interesting architecture and, yeah, the, the, the two yeah, big hills. Yeah, heel- sure, actually. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah it's I just awesome.
0: think of that. It's quite different. I mean, it's much more grand. Like, you can tell yeah. that maybe... You know, a different group of people have been there, and you know, started doing stuff. Maybe you'd find in Rome, perhaps. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's definitely not typically Greek from the last few hundred years. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, it's amazing. No, it's it's a great place. I mean, and there's quite a lot of places to anchor around there as well. But there's so many. That's the thing, you know. And, and yeah. it's like you can do ten days in between those islands, and I guarantee you've been to like one percent of the places that you could visit in a boat and love it.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. i uh, got a hot tip for you there, Andy. If you do go back there, you've got to go to Folligandros. It's, it's, a, it's amazing. Like we didn't heard of it. And we were speaking to this guy on Milos, like a local, and we told him we were going there and he's like, ah, uh, yeah. Like he didn't really sound like it was, he was like, I don't know whether he was unfamiliar with it or he hadn't been, but he was, it didn't seem like it was high, like, like a well-known Island to him, mm, but it was, wow. and we, but we just went because we looked at a few photos of it and it looked epic. But there's, like, it's sort of like Santorini. It's got the sheer cliffs and, like, the little village on the edge of the cliff. And this um, it's got, like, a monastery. monastery. you got this zigzag path. Like, if you Google it, it's just incredible. It's amazing.
2: Absolutely. And we, we, anchored,
1: um, we anchored down in this little bay with, like, it must have been a thousand-foot cliff right next to us, like, in the anchorage. And then we... We walked like we stayed in there that night or that afternoon. We hiked up this goat track, right up to the top of the main road, and then walked along the top of the island to the town. Um, had dinner and too many oozos, and then walked back at night and down this down this hill at night, and uh, it was just amazing. It was just incredible. It's yeah, you got to check spell it.
2: Out. it? I'll check it out. F O L E G a-N-D-R-O-S.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's um, it definitely
2: was... a highlight. It was absolutely beautiful. And I actually can't wait to edit that episode. Yeah. It's it, it, like fun. you've got to say,
0: yeah, I bet you're going to have so much fun actually making the videos for this. Oh because it was I such a so great trip fun. and you got such good memories of it.
2: Yeah. And we just filmed so much. And John just bought a new lens and he was really excited great. to use it.
1: That's it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, It's pretty cool. Incredible.
0: Um, Like how stunning
2: it's
1: up. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's amazing. And it was just, there wasn't too many tourists there. It just had that relaxed vibe, Mm. but it still had loads of cafes and restaurants and bars. And it was, yeah, really cool.
2: You get lost in the little township. It was beautiful.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Go
0: on. what were you saying about the lens
2: sorry i interrupted you before oh no i was just saying you know um on that trip john um purchased before we before we before we left for it john purchased this new lens and he was really excited um <laughs> get excited about. and uh we just took so much footage but beautiful beautiful footage didn't you
1: and um, is this I a think... lens for like a camera or a video camera or yeah, yeah just 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 for a camera yeah but um okay. we, yeah we christina is excited about it is I? it one of these like twenty
0: thousand 000... dollar oh yeah, it's not, pretty big and got... fat
1: but, yeah <laughs> man they're expensive like you yeah you what we what we're talking about when you start like if like if your missus starts doing videos and stuff but it makes such a big difference so excited the that. way I'm letting
0: my wife spend that much money on camera so <laughs> like, you're, getting a, you're getting a GoPro one. And that's
2: what we're loving. <laughs> you know, I was like, John, this is ridiculous. I can't hold the camera. It's too heavy. And I was just giving him so much crap for it. Um, but now I've i I'm starting to edit the footage. I'm like, okay, all right. It's Ooh, it's right? Pretty good. But it's hard not <laughs> yeah. to take
1: good, good grease. Hey, there's just every everywhere you point a camera is like a photo and yeah, it's yeah. not. You but know, then it's, also- just,
0: it's it's so cool. I mean, you can literally go to the place which is like, you know, the dawn of modern civilization, formation of democracy as we know it, you know, it came from Greece if you go far back enough. And it's like you can just go and anchor outside a place and i mean we we don't know if the greek gods weren't real you know we don't know <laughs> yeah. we can't confirm it <laughs> Do you know what I mean? so it's like it could be and then you've got a statue that's like 2000 years old like zeus and you're like oh, I'm, I'm just sleeping looking at this this is incredible <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah it is it's just incredible yeah we and we love that side of it just the richness of the history and the culture and there's always something interesting and yeah, no, it's cool. It's um, it it's was cool. like
2: chalk and cheese compared to sailing in Australia. And again, going back to that saying, you you don't know what you don't know. For us, then sailing in the Med was like whoa, completely yeah, it's different. different experience. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I like I I always had my boats in the UK before, and um, I then went and travelled and ended up in the Middle East for a long time, and I just didn't buy boats; it's too expensive. <laughs> Uh, we sailed a lot we took boats out all the time whenever we had like a work function i always used to hire like a a massive yacht and i was like oh everybody can have a great time i have the best time that's why i'm doing it um (laughs) like make sure we uh, make sure we get on a decent boat but um yeah like my sailing prior to that was in the uk and you just cannot compare it to the mediterranean where you've got like crystal clear water that gets really warm during the summer and there's no tides you don't have to worry about anything it's like it just gives you yeah. a completely different outlook on what, what's possible when it comes to the yeah. boat. And the,
1: and the chartering thing too, like we realised when we did this charter um, that we hadn't been on that many boats. we have been on our boat. The guy that we bought our boat from, who was, turned out to be a mate of a mate, um, we have been on his boat and then we were on this boat that we chartered. And I was like, wow, this is actually pretty cool because... You know, when you own a boat, like you just have, you're always worried about every little thing, and like you've got always got maintenance to do. But it was, I tell you what, Andy, it was so nice to just rock up. The boat's ready. You just step on, use it, enjoy it, hand it back, throw them the keys. They clean it, and you're just off. And it's it's so good. And like they're like, oh, anything wrong with the boat? And there there was like like you know tiny little things, like nothing major. But it's just like, yep, here you go. Yep, good, good luck with that. See ya. Uh, It was just, (laughs) it was just. Like, yeah. just all the best bits of sailing without, you know, yeah. It was, it was amazing. So
2: and I reckon, you know, it would have been awesome to do that before we purchased a boat. Like, actually go and experience Yeah, I think you did it
1: the right way, Andy. Do, yeah, do, do a <laughs> um,
2: But, yeah, you know, on that, obviously, it is um, summer in Europe at the moment. So, yeah, if anyone um, did want to do a charter as well, Navigare given us a little code. Um, to get some, some discounts. So uh, I'll be revealing what that code is in some of those upcoming episodes. So if anyone is interested, they should cool. um, check that out.
1: Yeah, we, we're in the uh, podcast information as well.
2: Yeah, awesome. Perfect.
1: awesome. Yeah, we, we're, um, we're like after having done that, we're like, we're pretty keen to do a few more now. Like do our own sailing, of course, but also it's just so easy like to just jump ahead and get to try out different boats yeah, and different areas as well. Like, I think they've got bases in Thailand, Maldives, Stockholm. So, I love to sail over there, like Sweden and through the islands and in Thailand. It's Thailand so, it's
2: incredible. Yeah,
1: yeah. Did you make it over there? To oh, of course not.
0: I met so yeah. many of you people there. <laughs> it was basically you, <laughs> <a semi-long>. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> Yeah, it's incredible. Oh yeah, like some of my best memories of going out with my friends are there on like the you know, like, islands of Randon Islands. But yeah, I can't wait to sail there. I cannot wait. Yeah. Just this, like I, you know, like when you travel when you're a teenager, you don't take photos. I mean, you know, I'm not the, t- the photo type of person anyway. I just like to look and appreciate. But um, you don't take photos, especially when you're a teenager, and this is before social media. So there's no like you can't share that photo with your family without going around to the house and being like, look where I went. You just yeah. do it, right? So you don't take any photos. But I had a few that I took on like a really old shitty Nokia, and um, <laughs> I was I'm just I've, I've looked back at them numerous times, and I'm like, I cannot wait to drop anchor there. Like that is yeah. a totally different perspective of Thailand if you are sleeping in the bay. Like it would yeah. be amazing. Definitely, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah no, absolutely, it's, it's cool. The food and um, just the the beaches and the climate and yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. But I've heard as well, like, um, cause we're like, we're trying to work out, you know, exactly what our future plans are and where we might want to go. And, and I, like, I hear Thailand's actually pretty good for boat work, like stainless work and all that yeah. sort of thing. Like I think Langkawi down in Malaysia is sort of like tax-free place. Yeah. It seems like where everyone ends up before they go across the Indian ocean. And I, yeah, I think yeah. a lot of you know, people get cold feet and like, Sell the boat, they go home. You know what I mean. So I sort of like a lot of boats for sale there, and then like That's take true, it up, yeah. like enjoy Thailand, and get some work done, and get it fit out, and then head off. Yeah. yeah anyway, Langkawi
0: is quite a cool place as well. I, I, quite a few nights in Langkawi. That's. Uh, oh yeah. They call it like the Vegas of Asia or something, don't they? Or, or yeah, they I were when there. I was there.
1: Because was it true? I might be is getting mixed up.
2: Macau, they have a heap of casinos. That's more like Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. But oh, I think
0: no, like, I'm getting a mix up. Which is the one that's just off Hong Kong? Oh
2: yeah, yeah that's Macau. Macau. Yeah. Oh, I'm
0: getting it confused, right? It's Macau. That's yeah. what they said was the Vegas of Asia. Yeah. Well, this is yeah. like 15 yeah. years ago.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that place is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Macau. Like the, yeah, nuts! I remember when we went there. John and sexy. I was I
2: was seventeen when John and I first went to Macau. I I couldn't no even way. go on to you know, because I was underage.
0: Oh, <laughs> you you've been together for like ages. I don't know how old you are, but I just presume a while. <laughs> yeah, years.
1: fifteen years.
0: Yeah, fifteen years, and you still yeah. like each other. That's amazing.
1: I oh, know you do. You do. You do. uh A shorter time I'm from testing
0: those limits at times, don't <laughs> <haven't> you? <laughs> Yeah.
2: Oh, I know. Well, we've gotten through that and we've gotten um through living on board a boat for uh, like you know a year and a half. So I think we're doing something okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've definitely passed the tests. Right question: <laughs> because like for so, you know, your next boat, whenever it is you decide to get another boat, you've like you got the first one. I honestly I think you picked a great boat anyway, like the uh the know 50, I think you got. Uh yeah. really, really great. Um but now you've done the charter in the med and you've seen a different type of sailing, a different type of life. And I know you're interested to like go back there and start something perhaps. Um, What has your, how have your expectations changed? Like what type of boat would you get next?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Well, we like, because so when, when like I got one year off work, that was the most I could get. So they so basically like we had one year to find a boat, get it ready and then go sailing. So we didn't really oh, have wow. a lot of more choice and it was literally like the boat that was the best fit within our budget. And we ended up getting something that was way over our budget and like way bigger than we wanted, but it was probably like value for money and quality and all that sort of thing. That was the best we could get. And it took us, I think it took us two months to find it. And it was funny because we went all over Australia and then it was like just down the road. It's always the way. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was like weird because I was flying with a guy from work and he's like, he told me this story like six months before. He's like, oh, I helped this guy, you know, a mate of mine, um, uh, bring this boat over from Adelaide that he bought sight unseen during the pandemic and whatever. And then, you know, like six months later, when we we're looking for a boat, I was looking through the photos of the listing and I saw, on the photo, like, you know, they always do like an action shot, the boat sailing along. And I zoomed in, and I'm like, that's my mate sitting on the back of the boat. And I called him, no and I'm way. like, it's, yeah, I'm like, is this boat that you brought over from Adelaide to Melbourne, like with your mate? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, is he selling it? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, lovely boat. And I'm like, we're looking for a boat, but it's way out of our price range. Like, and, and then anyway, like, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm actually sitting next to him now. He said, he asked if you want to go out sailing on the weekend or something. So I was like, oh, sweet. All right. But tell him we, we can't buy his boat. We No way we can afford it. But like, we'll come sailing. Like, If you want <laughs> to go sailing. They and do, then he's so
0: funny. This just sounds yeah. like you're all in the pool. Oh, I'll buy a boat. Oh, you'll buy a boat. <laughs> hey, mate, go on. You know, it just sounds like a yeah, yeah. situation. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, it was just funny how it panned out. And then like, sure enough, like we go sailing on it and have a few drinks and like just got chatting and we worked something out and. Ended up with this boat down in <laughs> Melbourne. So, yeah, anyway, like, it's, it's an awesome boat. It is it is a really nice boat, and we're really lucky, but we didn't really get the chance to try. A, and we don't really know what we want next, but like we, you know, we, we want it. That's why we want to do a few more charters, like try and charter a few different types of boats, maybe a cat. Like we've never been on a cat. So,
2: yeah, we don't even know what that feels like.
0: It feels yeah. like you're going to pay a lot of money. That sort of it
2: feels It's <laughs> <laughs> <The> expensive. <and laughs> yeah. Unreal.
0: Like, honestly, yeah. en- entry for some of these, like, 40 foot something cats, because really, like, the living space in, like, I-, I think, in like a 45 foot catamaran is probably similar to like a 55 to 60 foot monohull. You're sacrificing some things, but you're gaining others. But the prices yeah. are crazy because, like, the resale value on cats is just nuts now. I think it's because it's a very easy entry into a liverboard life because it's basically an apartment that flips yeah, around right. and it can also right. move. Um, so I think it's a lot more comfortable for people. Maybe that's why this—that's why the resale values are so high. But it's not—you yeah. need half a million dollars, like really, to even get something remotely Cute. nice.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of money. It is. Yeah. It is. We had a couple of mates that have cats, but they're like they're quite old and small and that it's more like um more rugged sort of style of cats if you yeah. know what i mean um with like outboards and that sort of thing and they just have an absolute ball on those yeah. things but like but yeah they're not really comfortable like long-term liveboard boats maybe i'm not sure but yeah anyway yeah. We, we we just want to like see what's out there and just see, yeah, we're not really sure exactly what we want. I yeah, mean, we've
2: literally been on like three boats still, <laughs> even though we've been sailing for, you know, a year and a half or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we think we definitely want to trial some out.
1: But there's a bit of a thing that people do in Australia. I don't know. It's probably pretty common everywhere. But because, the sh- like, we're so far away, it can kind of play into a bit of an advantage for us if we buy new from the factory in Europe. And then, or just any boat like X charter or whatever, and then bring it back to Australia ourselves over a few years, you've got to pay like GST and and the import duty. But even with that factored in, you're saving like, yeah, because it's like, I think it's like 10 or 15% of the boat value just to put it on a ship to bring it over so far away. So, like, we figure if we can, you know, it's a pretty standard thing I think a lot of people do is buy boats in Europe, sail them back to Australia. And we haven't had any boats come in here really since COVID. So there's, like, a huge um, shortage, whole, yeah, shortage uh, of second-hand boats in Australia. So um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how long that will last for, but...
2: Yeah, it's really interesting. When we were sailing through Hinchinbrook, we met a couple who had just... Um, Got their boat on a, a a large ship and sent to Australia, and they said oh, yeah. they spent one hundred and fifty thousand dollars
1: to bring it over to get it here on
2: the ship. One hundred and fifty grand. Yeah. Just it was a cat. It.
1: it was a cat, a big cat. And yeah, and they they bought it in the factory, and it had sat in the factory waiting for collection for almost two years, and they realized that they just weren't going to get over, and they shipped it over, and it's kind of I feel sorry for them because six months later everything opened, and they could have gone and got it, but. Anyway, yeah. well, you know, you
0: can see the price. I mean, you think a big catamaran, how many, they can't sit on top of each other. So you're just yeah. taking up the space of maybe like 50 containers. I don't yeah. know. But you are taking yeah. up a lot of container space so you can see where the price comes from.
1: Yeah, for Definitely. sure. So like, you know, you imagine you put that towards your sailing and, mm. and also like the depreciation of the boat over a couple of years and it sort of becomes doable. Like it's like you might actually... Like if you, I mean, you wouldn't, I don't think you'd expect to make money, but like if you could break even or at least go some way to covering your costs. Oh, you'd get
0: a good wedge back at least.
1: Yeah. You know, like,
0: I mean, there's a lot of people buying like ex-charter boats in the Mediterranean, just taking them over to the Caribbean and then selling them. Really in the making money. Same,
1: same sort of thing in Caribbean with the, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Because yeah, like Europe is the cheapest place to get a sailboat without, question because there's so many and the majority of the big production manufacturers are based here Um, yeah so yeah it's just way way easier yeah i've got a couple of friends who did deliveries from like south africa and france and stuff taking stuff over to the caribbean and after a few deliveries they were just like hang on they are sending them over there and charging like an extra 40 grand why don't we just buy one and (laughs) sell it (laughs) and then started doing that and uh, yeah, they're I've got two top. friends. That that's all they do. That is their job. They wow. buy boats uh, straight from the factory and they just take them over there and sell them cheaper.
1: Amazing. Uh, that's so incredible.
0: Like, cheaper, cheaper than the, ma- the manufacturer's son. So you think, if you've got a boat that's like a 2022 um, and it's, you know, like the newest um, Oyster, God, whatever, do you know what I mean? Uh, and there's a, there's a waiting list for these things, especially catamarans. Yeah. You just can't get them. So yeah, they're making, they're making great cash.
1: Yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting. We, when we were uh, um, in Cairns, we were in the marina and we saw like all the Border Force people and the dogs and the guys in those, I don't know what they call like the sperm suit things, like <laughs> waiting for this boat to come in. And um, when this cat came in with these three guys on it and then all these Border Force were all over the boat and the dogs were in there and they're pulling the boat apart and we're like, oh, it's a drug boat or like what is it, what's going on here? And it was a delivery crew, um, South African skipper, two Aussie guys, like his crew, and they'd picked up this boat um, from Seychelles Seychelles, and they were sailing it. They sailed it to Cairns via the Philippines because it's the only place that they could Re-failing. go in for because of COVID and the border requirements and then down to Cairns and they they came in on one engine. And I I think the guy that bought the boat was a guy who has a small charter fleet further down the coast in Harvey Bay. And he was, we were chatting to him about it later. And anyway, long, long story short, these guys had a 76 day passage and they ran out of food like ages ago, nearly out of fuel. They
2: experienced the doldrums.
1: Yeah. They they were stuck in the doldrums for a while. Pretty incredible. Like the lengths that these guys went to to bring this boat back, but it, but I was chatting to the guy who was importing it, the guy that bought it, who was there waiting for the boat to arrive. And he said that by the time it left and was on the way over, the broker that he bought it through called him up and offered him another 100 or 150 grand for it. He's like, there's someone else that wants that boat. Um, you know, like they'll buy it off you right now for 100, 150 grand more than you paid for it. Because there's just nothing coming in. Like, and they couldn't get crew either. Like I think, oh, and that's the other thing. That crew had to the skipper had to spend two weeks in hotel quarantine before he was allowed out to then fly back to South Africa. So for him, it was like a three month thing to yeah. bring this boat. It's incredible. Yeah. Like, incredible the lengths story. that people go to. The,
2: that is you know. actually coming in one of my episodes. I'm just about to get to that. Oh, a few nice. weeks. Yeah. Yep. But yeah,
1: just interesting story. Like it's just interesting to see what people are doing, like moving mm-hmm. boats around and the lengths that people go to to, mm-hmm. to do it and the deals to be yeah. had if you would to do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty crazy.
2: Nice way to make 150k, and he didn't even have to do anything. He just yeah, well, yeah. just had to put the money. Down. yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I've I've got another friend who um, does Atlantic deliveries, but for motorboats, right? So for like 40 to 50 foot motorboats across the Atlantic, and you're thinking. Wow. How on earth did they do that? So he was telling me, so he would get, um, he would get like one of the latest boats in Europe and then he would, he would basically take it over to America, not so much the Caribbean, but like the Florida, Carolinas, that type of stuff. And I'm like, how do you do that in a motorboat? And he was like, well, the, the current and the wind is giving you a push anyway, but you know, you're under fuel the entire thing. And I was like, all oh, 2000 miles. And he was like, yeah, you just put loads of jerry cans. Like if... if <laughs> Uh-huh. Everywhere, he was like wow. just like the sides, the decks, just jerry cans all over the place. And it's I was like, How like, much he- should you spend on fuel? And he was like, Oh, a few thousand, four thousand. He was like, But you know, the boat's worth 30 grand more over there, so it's worth doing.
2: Yeah, like, so, so okay, wow,
1: amazing. It's just like a giant floating fuel tank, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy, really full
0: yeah, absolute <laughs> like
1: environmental
0: catastrophe, yeah, without a doubt, but yeah. Wow. Right. Very, so, yeah. so what, 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 what do you see in the uh, near-term future then? What do you think the uh, the stars have aligned for you? Uh,
1: that's a tricky one. We're still trying to figure that out.
2: <laughs> I'm actually um, going to be busy editing for the next couple of months, um, right. so that we can get back into real time. Um, I'm really looking forward to, yeah, like sharing our Europe journey with everyone because we've only just pretty much announced that Uh, but i think yeah we're definitely wanting to try and and get back to the med some way or another
1: yeah we're just we're just not quite sure how or when we're going to do that so we yeah we're just trying to piece that together at the moment and and like i say like maybe do a couple more charters between now and then Uh, i'm not really entirely sure um on that we're
2: working on a season three and a half. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Fostering ocean. laughs> yeah,
2: it's funny because it's so fluid. Like one day, you know, you get an email from someone and you're like, Whoa, that opportunity has come up. And know. then like the next week you get another email, and you're like, Okay, we're working with Navigate. You know, you just you just never know what's around the corner. And um, we've been doing so much traveling these last few months. We've only just arrived back to Australia like three days ago. Um, So we're just trying to get used to life on land and, and um, yeah, just sort of working out what's next, you know, gather our thoughts and, and get some new goals. Obviously we punched through a few of those goals over this last year and a half, and it's been absolutely amazing. Um, But yeah, we've just got to, have a bit of a chat, knuckle down and actually get some work done.
1: <laughs> yeah, we just, I think we just like, at the moment, we've just sort of fallen back and regrouping. So we've just got like 18 months worth of like stuff we've got to sort out from home life and work life and all that sort of stuff. And like finances and Christina's got, yeah. She like, said Andy,
2: like, we filmed 350 gig worth of footage. In 10 days, wasn't it? Yeah. On the boat. So <laughs> Wow, okay. Yeah, that's a lot. It's yeah. a lot, you know, it's a lot. And then um, you know, obviously I like we're still sharing our Australian trip with people as well, which is absolutely amazing and you know, we go all the way up to Lizard Island and um and then back we, down again. Back down again <laughs> you know, and I have some really cool interviews as well with Lisa Blair that I'd love to share with people. Um, you know, she's just circumnavigated Antarctica and, and cracked her she, world, yeah, record, world record, yeah. which is yeah, amazing she's yeah. insane.
1: She's incredible. So
2: that was another thing, you know, I got to go on board her boat in Brisbane and help out when she left. And um, there's just so many cool stories that I need to to, to knuckle down on and share and um, put out there. So I think for the next couple of months at least I'm going to be working and going to be at my laptop because it takes me like three days to edit each episode at least. Um, so there's a few there to be had and, yeah, sort of work out what we're going to do next. But So many opportunities that sort of pop up, as you would know, um, and you just never know what's around the corner. So we're we're really excited. We I think the Mediterranean definitely opened up um, a new chapter for us.
1: It's tricky because there's so much to see this side of the world too. Like what a lot of people do, I think like the sailing season. Um, down here obviously as I said is in winter so like from July a lot of uh, cruises leave from Cairns or Darwin and they head up through Indonesia there's like an Indonesia rally and it goes all through Indo um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it ends sort of I think like is it in Singapore mm-hmm. and then from there like that's perfect timing it sets you up perfectly for the season in Thailand so then you can do like a full season there and then you know that will get you to like Langkau and then you've got to make a decision about the indian ocean so like it's like oh do we stay and do that mm. there's so many options and that's there. the thing it's like hard. it
2: depends where um you know our next boat resides you know are we going to be picking it up from somewhere in europe or are we going to buy something here in australia again um so yeah it, it sort of depends on that
0: well, like, really. listen that, it's a pretty interesting life right? Like, you just toss it up like uh, you know should we be on one side of the planet should it be on the other side of the planet you know i just opportunities possibilities it's really exciting yeah,
2: yeah. definitely definitely we're also really like john's been talking about um one of the expos as well you want to oh at the boat that.
1: shows yeah, yeah. We're, i'm trying to get to a couple of boat shows just to look at a few different boats and stuff too so
2: yeah maybe oh maybe yeah
0: it's great yeah especially just for walking on and feeling like what some of the designs yeah. yeah. are and, yeah, the last that, that's great. Well, I, I used to go to loads of them when I was younger. And, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you've got any of them close by, definitely go to
2: them. Yeah, well, we haven't been to one before. In the last couple of days, John, you've been doing a heap of research and you've been talking oh, about... Oh, I was thinking
1: about the Cannes. Is it Cannes? Cannes? Cannes. Cannes. So, yeah, in yeah. Uh, oh, France. France. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, if you're going to do the
0: meds, you need to go to the one in Mallorca. That's better. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Good yeah. tip. Mallorca. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. And there's I've a I've never big been to the one in Car, but from photos, it looks like more big, big boats. Than big boats. boats, yeah.
1: You'd probably die, oh, for example. Sure. Okay. Okay. And there's, and I think like immediately after that one, there's one in the UK, isn't there? Is it Portsmouth or something? It's Southampton. Oh, Southampton. I was way off. Yeah, that's
0: right. it. Well, actually, they're very close together. So oh, I, don't, right. I don't know, I don't know the dates on them. Um, but yeah, the Southampton one that, I mean, you know, it's up for debate, but I think it's probably the best in the world just because yeah. that area for sailing is just, well, you know, we've got about hundreds of years of history, like naval history mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's just such an important place. Um, but yeah, that's really good. Really good. Yeah. yeah.
1: Awesome. No, that's cool. Right, and I've got a question for you. You know how you're saying you, I remember, you know, how I was right at the start, it's taking me this long. I figured out what I was going to ask <laughs> where that story was going. <laughs> Yeah, go <laughs> Just a little bit slow. <laughs> uh, it's, um. So I was going to ask you, Andy. So like your plans for cruising in the Med? How do you get around the um the Schengen thing? Like, do you have passport? I mean, you're in Spain now, right? So do you have a part yeah. like? No, that we're work?
0: really lucky. So we um, when Brexit was looking like it was going to start happening, we kind of had a plan in place to get to mainland Europe. Uh, uh, so it's like if anything does happen. I, I love my country. I, I quite happily yeah. live in my country, but I I much prefer to be in mainland Europe just for that purpose. So we were like, know, oh, let's go over there. So we're like full resident of Spain. Um, so, yeah, we could just travel around Europe freely.
1: Oh, how good. That's brilliant. Because I've, I've got a yeah. UK passport too, and that was always part of the plan, you know, to do the sailing and use that. But obviously now it's a bit tricky. So that's interesting. Well, is the residency hard to get in Spain? Like, is it still possible for...
0: Okay, so these.
1: Okay, so I know
0: now. Uh, Italy have given long-term visas to cruisers. Portugal have, and oh, there's one other country. I can't remember which one it is. But if if so, if you get a, there's a few countries now. If you get a marina spot for a year, they will give you a residency
2: oh, based wow. on a marina spot. Wow. Yeah, That's yeah. Amazing.
0: I can't remember exactly which countries, but I've heard enough, enough people have told me that this is what they have done. So it's like first-hand knowledge. Um, yeah. So it's definitely doable. But like between me and you, no one gives a shit about the rules anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. they, re- they really don't. Like you can go in any random marina and there'll be British people, and p- people of all nationalities. They're just like, yeah, I've been here for like four years. And I'm not going. Crazy, <laughs> <laughs> and I swear. Like,
2: That's like, crazy. Uh, uh,
0: I've got friends who are British, and I'm like, what about Brexit? Do you not need to get residency? They were like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're drinking beer, not giving a shit. Yeah. Uh, so, so, that's,
2: so when you say you need to get, like, a birth, do you mean just, like, rent the birth for the year, or do you have to actually purchase that? Birth? No,
0: no, just just rent it for the year, just an annual.
2: Really? Just have a
1: booking for us. That's
2: you? amazing. That's awesome. That's a great little tip, that's Andy.
1: So I'm sure oh, there's
0: of details, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you need to be able to prove your income or get tax paid into that country. There'll be, there'll be something, I'm that sure. Is, oh, um, yeah. Like, for us, we needed to get the ones for Spain. We had to uh, live here and basically bring in a certain amount of money. I can't remember okay. what, it, what it was at the time, but it was very little. So I, I imagine it would be something like that, because it's still the Europe, we're all under the same rules, kind of. Yeah. Some countries yeah, yeah. like to abide by the EU rules and some just completely ignore them. It's really strange.
2: So yeah. what you're trying to say, Andy, we should purchase a house near your place and we should just <laughs> go hang out and then get residency and then buy a boat and we can sell together.
0: I, I just think you should buy my house. It's going on the market in October. I'm going to are put a listing. Yeah, well, we've been, so we bought it like five years ago. Way yeah. too big. Like I'll I'll send you some photos of it. I just sent yeah. the video to Christina the work I'm doing because I'm doing all the inside now. But we bought it with the intention of doing it up and just having this as like a permanent base. Way too big. We've always lived in apartments, and this yeah. this place is massive. Um, and then during COVID, you couldn't do much work because they wouldn't. I mean, they wouldn't wow. let you leave the house for a long time. <laughs> and then when they let you go to the DIY shop, unless you had like a um, Construction license. They wouldn't let you buy stuff.
1: Like, oh, it was oh yeah, God.
0: yeah, they did that for a while. Yeah, like when when you go there, they were like, "Oh, show us your trade license." I'm like, I mean, to buy like a, a bag of screws, <laughs> I know you need a yeah. trade license. or so, yeah, it was weird. um right. And then yeah, like as soon as COVID calmed down, because I haven't earned any money in a year because they just shut down my industry. I was well, like, man. I need to like do you know eighty hour weeks here and earn some cash back. um But yeah, we've we just started. About four months ago, I went full time on getting it finished, and I've made loads of progress. Amazing. Um, and I've got a few people in to help. We've got like the landscapers come in, and they're going to do like loads of manual. Because I'm, I'm 36 now, mate. My back's on its way out. <laughs> know, my muscles are sore in the morning. If I do a day in the garden, I'm feeling it for a week. So yeah, I yeah. paid paying, paying a few guys to do some it stuff. It up,
1: it <laughs> <up>. <laughs> no, so I know what you mean. Oh, like, like. My- 30, It's just like your back's just everything's just like no. oh
2: my gosh, guys, <laughs> mate. It's true. This is why
0: I'm, I look at Hugh Jackman and he's like 50 something. And everyone's like, Oh, Hugh Jackman is is Jeanette. I'm like, That guy's on so many steroids, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. There's no way I know what it feels like. And yeah. There's no way, <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. So, then, yeah. so what are you gonna off season, Andy? Like, you'll sell you see you a couple of seasons in Greece, will you sell right through or were you? Going no, go to go
0: back to yeah, so we, we, we've always rented out, and then we've we just started doing the Airbnb thing a few years ago. So we're just going to get apartments, and then during the winter, we're, we're going to stay in those um, nice. and just try. And because the thing is, in the Mediterranean, it's like honestly, in winter, it is cold, uh, uh, especially in Greece, you know, there's yeah, places nice. by the water where it snows, there in, in right. winter, it gets really chilly. Um, and like being on a boat just wouldn't be that pleasant um and it's like if you're going to be landlocked or locked into a marina you may as well be somewhere where you've got like your normal facilities and you have a car park or whatever um so yeah we're going to try and break it up a little bit um yeah, no. yeah just take it as it comes like that and i think it's easy for my wife as well because like my wife she just come just come around to the idea and she's super enthusiastic but she, I think she's enthusiastic because she knows that there is going to be an apartment that we can go back to and yeah. have more life in the winter. So I think it's so much kind of balance, whereas like, obviously, when we get over to the Caribbean, we're not going to be coming back for the winters. Um, yeah. Or summers, vice versa. Um, yeah. But, yeah, hopefully. We've found the boat, just negotiating with the broker now, getting some reports, Oh, you are. I think. Yeah, yeah, found... Well, we actually we viewed it in Greece last year. And... um It was a bit too. I probably was about ten grand too expensive. But I sent her an email, the broker, like a few weeks ago. I was like, "Is that boat still for sale?" And she's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Well, we should. You know, we need to be knocking thirty grand off that, then, do you not think?" And then she was like, "Yeah, probably, because it's a year older and he wants to sell it." So yeah, they they offered it a decent price. So they're sending a report through, and I'm going to go over and just, you know. See if there's any scratches here and there that I want
1: sorting. Um, the yeah. what did I hear you say in Singapore? Did I miss you? No, no, the Greece. Br- oh, it's, it's okay. So it's still in Greece, yeah, okay? In
0: Athens, which which we're so happy about because so it's like after after spending time there in October, we were like, this is the best place to start without a doubt. Um, you can get the chartering license because we want to do like trips during the summer for people as well, yeah, you I know, like Liverpool oh. trips, which yeah. is really nice um it's basically just it's just going to be like a great week we're just going to get everyone really good and drunk just load them <laughs> up some booze and just do some really dangerous fun sailing um so yeah like greece is really perfect do for like doing greece.
1: that yeah that's yeah, awesome
0: you definitely do that in greece so, yeah yeah it's perfect for us because the boat's already there it's already got a license for doing trips on so we are like great
1: that's brilliant. That's, that's so good. Do you, are, you, are you able to say what it is yet, or are you waiting to see if it go through, or what sort of boat?
0: Oh, it's a Genoa fifty-four DX. So, oh, the oh, it's the yeah, same so as ours. It. 54.
2: 54.
1: It's,
0: it's different. So, the one that's the same as yours is the fifty-three, which yeah. is a bit different inside, but it's basically the same as your boat. Prior to that, um, it was actually a completely different boat. It was like a a completely different type of hull uh, the interior design is more traditional rather as opposed to modern, yeah. which they do now but we want something which is a bit more old school uh yeah. like we wanted a heavier boat um, sure. like this one when it's filled i think when all the water and fuels in, i think it's 22 ton um, yeah. so it's a, wow. it's a big old beast sort of a thing because um, nice. yeah we're gonna we're gonna circumnavigate so it's like you know, we would love like a bit more of a spacious interior, although that is massive inside. Um, but yeah, it's just got some like old school properties that we think are important.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's brilliant.
0: Oh,
2: that's beautiful. Well, yeah. when you start off your charter business, are we able to be like your first? <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, if you um, need visitors, anyone to come, because nah. we
2: would love to come. <laughs> I was going to
0: say, yeah, visitors, not customers. Like as soon as Oh that no, occurs, customers. No, no, no. no. As, as soon as that's up and running, you, you guys just book a flight. Just come over. We'll get on these. Uh, did I just say that right? Uso? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uso, yeah. yeah. Uso, yeah. We'll get on these. I the can Uso. Be, uh, we'll, uh, the I'll
2: be the chef and John can be the deckhand, hey? Okay?
0: <laughs> you know, I've been doing really good spaghetti carbonara recently, so I, I, I would designate you chef, but I'd say if it's an <laughs> Italian night, I might, I might steal it off you yeah so that
2: sounds good <laughs> yeah we might have to swap the uh uzo out for grappa <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah that would be fine yeah we have a few of those as well yeah i bought a <laughs> pasta maker actually like last week so i've just been oh, eating no. loads of pasta and i'm like i need to make my own pasta because surely italians don't eat this stuff that comes in plastic wrappers and um bought this pasta maker Made this huge ball of goo ready to put, and it it was atrocious. It just did not work at all. Like the pasta came out and it was stuck together. I dropped, I put it in the pan and it just turned into a lump. I'm like, oh no, I need a bit of practice, but I, um, I, I will get there. I will serve yeah. you a good Italian meal when you arrive.
1: Nice. <laughs> It's amazing. It's cool to hear, like, what people do on boats like that. Like, some people make pasta. Some people distill their alcohol. Some people yeah. But, yeah, it's cool. Actually,
2: going back to, you know, Aussies loving their booze, we went on board someone's boat <laughs> um, in one of the anchorages who they, they invited us on board, and they made their second head into a distillery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's commitment. That's really impressive. Yeah. I had a lot of booze on that boat. A lot
2: of booze. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mixing, mixing some drinks for us, and uh, we we're drinking pretty much like 50% vodka.
1: <laughs> all sorts of mixes. And, yeah, and, uh,
0: yeah, but you know, it all, it, it all gets you to the same happy place, good and drunk. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, yeah. it's all right. <laughs> so, yeah, it
2: bother. Um, and with the podcast, are you happy? Like, did we cover everything that you wanted us to cover? Is there anything that you had in mind that we. Yeah, missed? it's great.
0: Because you know, people listen to them because they just want to. Um, they they want to have a conversation with you guys, uh, yeah. as if they were just on the back of your boat in the cockpit. So it's like people love these because it is just Digital. people talking. That's why I don't I don't do it like an interview. I don't try and ask yeah. specific questions. I'm just like no, I, just talk.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome.
0: You do a good job of the podcast. Man. That's it's, awesome. Yeah, really good. But you're a natural at it. That's why you're so good no, at it. Wait, but, mate, I was about to say, like you are not a Chatty Charlie on your YouTube videos and that is not oh, accurate because you are a Chatty Charlie, aren't you?
1: Well, well yeah, yeah I try, I'm going to try. You can't not be on a podcast, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Like naturally, like I'm pretty quiet, like usually. So I like, and I don't like. I like going under the radar, and like I find it really hard being on on film. Like I just, I just am a bit of a, I don't know, shy. I guess find it hard. But anyway, no. Nah, but you, you're, you, you, but you know, you're, when
2: you're, you open up, you're you're like quite an interesting cat. I and think also helps
1: oh. that. Morgan,
2: so yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I I find it really like fascinating you know when you when you do open up and to be talking to yeah
0: <laughs> just, like she loves thing. it when you talk you should talk more
2: <laughs> um, yeah because you've got a you've got a little boy you got a boy don't you you got a yeah. son how how do you feel that's gonna go with the with the boat because John and I have been like because we're reaching that age as well it's whereas like i'm 32 <laughs> in june like well this month in like a few days actually um yeah like how is how is that gonna go for you guys and how do you feel about that and having a kid on board a boat i mean yours is a little bit older but
0: yeah it's a little bit older well yeah so my wife's the same age as you i'm 36 she, she's 32 um you know there's people throughout history, of circumnavigated on boats with babies and kids yeah. and teenagers, and we're talking 20-foot boats. You know, I did a podcast with a girl called Holly, who's a solo sailor from Maine. She's now made her way across the Pacific. She was brought up on a 25-foot sailboat with her and a sister. Jeez. So, honestly, like, you can do yeah, anything. Yeah. But if you've do got it, something that's gorgeous. plus oh, easy, mate, I mean, it's bigger than most people's apartments in Spain. Yeah, it's yeah, there's, there's no issue at all. You need to homeschool. Um, I was quite good at school. I was a good academic, so I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Um, so, yeah, I'll be homeschooled. But, you know, it's like it's been one of the biggest motivators for us because I, I was brought up in like a super shit place. Uh, really? My parents had like no money um, and they worked really hard. And I've I've been I was able to see by the time I was a teenager an improvement in our lifestyle because my parents worked hard and like with the way the world's going now with like the culture of the modern day and some of the COVID and government stuff I'm I'm just like I just want to get my kid as far away from the shit as possible and just give him like a life of real meaning yeah. Um, I, I traveled from being really young, like, you know, for me, as soon as I was old enough, I, was at, I need to go see the pyramids. I need to go see the Coliseums. I need to go see the temples. Yeah. And, and that, that was what I was always about. So I want to make sure that he has a life like that. And, you yeah. know, when he gets to 18, you know, he's thinking, you know, where in the world can I go? You know, who are these cool people that I've met? Um, mm. Not dealing
1: with the typical bullshit that a teenager would deal with. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a wise move. I've thought a lot about that too. Like, just that side of it, and you know, the homeschooling thing. I was thinking, I'd actually, I think, I'd enjoy doing that, like, because for myself, yeah. as well, I got out so much in school, like, I didn't <laughs> yeah. pay attention. Man, that was a wasted opportunity, so I feel like it's a good chance to go back and learn how to do time stables again. That's a really-
0: big good to, it would be good to do. And, and you know, the thing is, it's like over the past two years, like, most parents have to turn into teachers anyway because the school's yeah. closed. So it's you like know, something truth. that, the you know, they're the pretty open-minded to. But yeah, like me and a bit of had conversations about it and it's like, I, I hated school. I was an absolute shit, but I was very clever. So when it came to the exam times, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to show you to us. So I was fucking smart. I was taking the piss <laughs> of you. I was in charge. So I just did really well in my exams. Uh-huh. I, I, I was saying to Hibbert, I was just like, we're just going to teach him the bare minimum when it comes to these rudimentary exercises but we're going to teach him what the real world's about you know what i mean we're going to teach him what these different cultures are like the history of these places you know how to talk to people how to engage with different cultures and you know get the most out of relationships because they don't teach that in school Uh Um, and that is what makes you a unique successful person so yeah we're, we're just gonna you know we're gonna teach him of you know, the important things in life, you know, rather than what school usually teaches you.
2: Yeah, sure. absolutely. No, ah, that's that's awesome. really beautiful. Well said. Yeah.
0: Well, listen, guys, thanks so much for your time and, uh, you know, talking a bit about the future plans as well in the recent trip. And, um, yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll speak again soon and uh, all the best.